0: everybody. Welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. And a couple of years ago, I did an episode on on adding parables and anecdotes to your your presentations to make them more interesting, make them more entertaining, make them funnier, the the presentations anyway. Um, That episode and And really, the accompanying blog post that I created, the the show notes that I created for the for the episode, is still one of the most popular episodes that we've ever done. And so I got the idea this week to to maybe expand on that a little bit. I've had a few speakers over the years. One of the things that I put in the at the at the very end of that episode was, Hey, by the way, if you have other you know parables or or anecdotes that you want to add, you know, make sure and let me know. And a few people have actually uh, sent me some of their their ideas, and some of them are really good. So I thought I thought it might be a good idea to to uh, kind of compile uh, all of those those um, those stories, those anecdotes, those parables. And especially the ones that that are really, really useful to speakers and presenters and um, and, and kind of expand on that a little bit I thought it might be a good idea to compile them into a book which it sounds like a pretty cool thing to do, right? So uh, basically what I'm going to do on this episode is I'm going to put out a a call for speakers or a call to speakers that if you have a really fun parable or anecdote that you want to add to to that book, just connect with me on LinkedIn and, and submit it. If we decide to include it in the new book, then we'll have you will you will be listed as a contributor. So if you've ever wanted to be a published author, this is a really good, easy way to do it. And, and by the way, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do that. Also, if you want to leave us a review, that's very, very helpful to us. It gets the word out, lets people know that that folks really like the, the episodes and that kind of thing. So I would really appreciate it if you would do that for me. And in addition to the podcast, we also have a very popular YouTube channel. That is really churning out presentation tip videos a, a few times each week. So make sure and subscribe there as well. And then finally, we have we finally, yay, have our in-person presentation coaching sessions, our classes uh, in in a number of different cities. And we we just added a bunch more to the the list, by the way, because um, the, uh, the a lot of states that uh, that after COVID were still kind of shut down. They've all really opened up now. So basically the ones that we have coming up in the very near future anyway are Dallas, Denver, Miami, Charlotte, Chicago, Houston, St. Louis, Phoenix. Those are the, the states that opened up very quickly. Um, we've added pretty much our entire listing though back to the to the session so if if um, you've been waiting to attend one of these classes uh, because your state has been kind of shut down then this is a good time to go back and look and see if we're see when the upcoming class is going to be it'll be about three or four months from probably this point for most of those states because it takes us a few few a little while to actually put people into the classes but for the most part they're starting to come back uh, really really quickly so if you want information about any of that stuff just go to my website fearlesspresentations.com and there's lots of details for you about each of those things. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So on the session today, I'm gonna talk about short anecdotes for speeches. These things are a great way to add a lot of times they're a good way to end a presentation and to really end the presentation with a bang. These stories, they, a lot of times they can be fiction um, or in some cases they may be actual incidents from history or even funny stories from your own personal life. Those kind of work well as well, as long as you can kind of use them to make a point. But when we deliver them well, these, these parables, these, these anecdotes really have a lasting effect uh, or a lasting impact on the audience. Uh, in fact, I, I often use these short anecdotes for speeches when I'm trying to to teach something meaningful to the audience. And, and so, in many cases, you know, speakers like myself will use these anecdotes in, in training sessions or in motivational speeches. That's where they they really uh, come alive in those types of things. Um, but when you use one of these anecdotes in a speech, one of the key things that you want to do is you want to really tie the story to the greater meaning of your presentation. The, the anecdotes themselves, the stories themselves, they're, they're entertaining and they they add humor to the speech. But when you use the story to relay a, a greater message, they almost have, it's almost like a magical quality. So when you tell an anecdote in, in a speech and then spend time at the end really tying the incident back to the main point of your presentation, then it really starts to to come alive. Um, I'll give you an example of one of these. My, my when my daughter graduated from high school, one of the local pastors in the in the area delivered the commencement address. He did a fantastic job, by the way. I was really impressed because he used a well known anecdote from the Bible, well known story from the Bible, in a masterful way uh, as, as the at the start of his commencement speech. Uh, since, by the way, since he was a pastor, he told the story of of John the Baptist baptizing Jesus, and um, being a professional speaker myself, I was wondering exactly how he was actually going to tie that story to a graduation ceremony. It seemed a little out of place, and that's where the real magic comes in with one of these stories. But because what he did was he went when he went to explain how many Christians, you know, might see baptism as the ending point when when Jesus got baptized, he used that as the start of his public ministry, right? So it was the beginning point. It was a starting point. And so the pastor then tied the, the um, he, he kind of shared that with the graduating class and and kind of told them how many of them probably see the, the ceremony, this graduation ceremony as the ending of their schooling. But in reality, though, commencement means beginning. It means the beginning. So he used the anecdote really as a way to, to um, inspire the group and to to inspire this graduating class to kind of see, hey, this is this is the start. You guys are right there at the beginning. So it was a really fun way to kind of use something that, that a lot of people in the audience were already familiar with and really tie it to something that they were going through at the moment. So I thought it might be fun to just kind of Jot down a few of the the more inspirational, or and sometimes the ones that are just funny, short anecdotes that I use. Uh, the ones that I've come across in my career, um, and so perhaps you can kind of use these in in your next presentation as well. So, we'll just say I'm just going to kind of do. This will be a little different than most of the sessions that I do. Because basically what, what I'm at, at this point, I'm just going to kind of jump in and kind of tell you the stories one at a time. And then at the end, I'll I'll kind of show you, I'll, I'll give you a, a summary of some of the ways I've kind of tied that in to a greater meeting. So the first one that I want to start off with is the one that, that we call the the parable of the pebbles. A merchant from Alexandria had a trade route across the desert and he traveled from village to village selling goods off the back of his camel on one trip, though, a sandstorm kicked up and covered the trail and he wandered around looking for that familiar route. Um, When he ran out of water, though, he began to worry, and eventually he saw way off in the distance what looked like an oasis, so he moved as fast as he could to what he hoped was going to be his salvation. Just as darkness fell, he he felt cool water on the tip of his sandal, and he dropped down to his knees, and he began cupping water into his mouth with the palm of his hand, thanking God that he had survived. Then out of the darkness, he heard this big, booming voice from heaven that said, Merchant! Merchant! reach down, pick up some stones, put them in your pocket, and in the morning you'll be both glad and sad. Well, when a big booming voice from heaven tells you to do something, you tend to do it. So he reached down with a shaky hand into the stream, picked up a few pebbles, put them into his pocket, and then he packed up his camel as fast as he could and took off. When he felt like he was far enough away from the voice that he was safe, he made camp. And then laying under the stars, he finally realized that he had been pretty dehydrated when he heard the voice. And so he convinced himself that he probably just imagined the whole thing. When he woke the next morning, though, he felt something in his trouser trouser pocket. And he, he pulled the pebbles out. And in amazement, he looked and they weren't just ordinary pebbles. They were precious gems, diamonds, emeralds, sapphires and rubies. At that moment, he was both glad and sad. He was really glad that he picked up a few pebbles. It was also very, very sad though that he hadn't picked up more while he was there. And the parable of the pebbles is is kind of an analogy that you can use, especially in training sessions. When we finish a training session without putting a whole lot of effort into the skill development like a participant goes through, doesn't put out a whole lot of effort, we we will often be glad that we gain some skill. However, we can often look back and wish that we had worked a little harder so that we could have had more development during that process. I use that one a lot, by the way, at the end of my training sessions. It's usually a funny and fun way to kind of get people to see that, okay, maybe I should implement some of this stuff in the real world and I'll have more value out of it. Really powerful parable that you can use in a lot of different ways. The rocks in a jar time management analogy. A a while back, a a team of high achieving executives hired a consultant to help them develop more of a, a work life balance. And so this consultant brought in a one gallon glass jar and then he filled it with really, really large stones and he asked the group if the jar was full. The group agreed that the jar was pretty full. However, as the moment that they all came to agreement, he pulled out a bag of smaller pebbles, you know, like the ones you'd see in in like a fish tank. And he poured them into the jar as well. And then he shook the jar. The smaller pebbles fell into the spaces between the large rocks. And again, he asked them, you know, so now is the jar full? And the group was a little bit more hesitant now. So they waited to see what he would pull out next. Not to disappoint, he pulled out a bag of sand and he poured that into the jar as well. So now is the jar full? One of the high achievers in the front row kind of, you know, was kind of picking up on, you know, the, the guy's game. So he said, no, 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 you can actually still pour water into the jar. And of course, that's exactly what the consultant did. So that same person in the front row said, All right, I get it. The point is that no matter how busy our schedule is, you can always cram something else in, right? And the consultant smiled and and said, well, not exactly. The point is, is that the big items only fit into the jar at all because you put them in first. If you don't focus on the big things like spending time with your family and having a strong spiritual life, then the little things will always seep in and take up space. So basically, you can use the rocks in the jar parable to kind of encourage people to focus on the most important things in life. And actually, if you get creative, you can find a lot of different uses for this one as well. The next one that's pretty fun is what I call the obstacle in our path parable. So a wise king had a boulder placed in the middle of the main road leading into and out of his kingdom. And for most of the day, though, busy merchants and wealthy nobles, although greatly irritated that the big boulder was in their path, they they just made their way around the obstacle, you know, kind of dragging their, their carts around. So many of them cursed the king for not having the boulder moved. Finally, a vegetable farmer with a small cart came by and seeing that the boulder was a great obstacle for his fellow merchants, especially the ones with wagons, he decided to try to move the boulder. So he pushed and he strained as the fellow travelers watched, and eventually he was able to clear the boulder from the the roadway, roadway. As he went back to retrieve his cart, though, he noticed a bag of money where the boulder had been. When he opened it up, it was full of of dozens of gold coins, along with a note from the king thanking him. So you can use the obstacle in our path parable to show how every obstacle in your path is actually an opportunity for reward. Most people, they see the obstacle and they just go the other way. The really successful people, though, are the ones that use obstacles as a way to grow. Hey, before I actually get into the actual anecdote, have you ever wondered where the, the term the ripple effect actually came from? Most likely that really common phrase, you, you see it in in lots of um, economic journals and just in, in ordinary day-to-day life. Uh, but a lot, of, most likely it actually came from this parable, been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. So the ripple effect basically just means that there are often unintended consequences for any action. So you can actually use this short anecdote for speeches to really teach this concept. A troubled young monk goes to his abbot for guidance. And then after listening attentively, the abbot asks the monk to join him on a walk. They arrive at a pond near the back of the the monastery, and the abbot asks the monk to pick up a stone and toss it into the center of the pond. The monk complies, now said the abbot, as the ripples come closer to the shore, stick your finger in the water to try to stop them. The monk tries to do this, but as he sticks his finger into the water, the action just creates more ripples. The confused monk looks at his mentor and says, abbot, I I can't, my action just caused more ripples. The abbot smiles and he says, so you cannot stop the ripples. The monk looks at him and says, correct. But could you have stopped yourself from tossing the stone into the pond in the first place? So so this short anecdote has a ton of applications, especially in, in lots of speeches. I, I sometimes use it to show how often we spend a lot of time really trying to mitigate symptoms of something versus trying to fix the actual problems caused by the symptoms that's causing the, the symptoms. You know for instance, a lot of times people will will come to my presentation classes to reduce, a number, uh, The number of times that they say, um, or in a speech or, or to avoid, you know, speaking too quickly. And those are really just symptoms of nervousness. So if you try to treat the symptoms, it's like trying to stop the ripples. However, if, if we help the presenter actually reduce the actual nervousness, then the ripples go away altogether. So there's lots of really cool ways that you can actually use that particular anecdote to kind of show that that con- the consequences of actions and how to really focus on what's important. So I I hope you've enjoyed, you know, a few sample of these uh, you know my favorite presentation anecdotes and as I mentioned at the start of the session I'd really like to publish a, a short book with a comprehensive list of, of some really good anecdotes like these. So if you've got a favorite that you'd like to submit for, for the book, just connect with me on LinkedIn and send the anecdote to me. Uh, I'll list you as a contributor for the story. And, and it, so if you, basically, if you're a speaker who's always wanted to be a published author, and you haven't done that yet, then here is a really, really good way to make that happen. So I look forward to all the submissions. And thanks a lot for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you next Week. Bye subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week